Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everybody, welcome to God's Whole Story. My name is Ryan. I'm here today with Chris. Hey everybody. We are wrapping up Hebrews. We'll be done with that halfway through. Never quite sure why these editors split everything up in between. Uh, but we'll be wrapping up Hebrews and starting First Peter. So, uh, Chris, what'd you notice today? Sure. I mean, there's a great refrigerator verse, but I actually noticed what immediately follows it. So in Hebrews, uh, I guess it's chapter 13, verse 8, we've got the refrigerator verse of Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But right after that, verse 9 says, so do not be attracted by strange new ideas. Um, And that just kind of jumped out at me. Uh, I think... I mean, I think about church history and how much would have been saved if if we actually followed that. And um, I know I've seen a lot of times, like, there's this excitement in the new. And, you know, like, we want to hear something that we've never heard before. Uh, and sometimes even that can make, like, some of the basics, the gospel message, things like that seem a little bit boring or repetitive. Um, but I know for me, like, some of the things that, like, It's not necessarily new information, but when it goes deeper is when I feel like I've learned something new. So like the example I always love to use is like, you can know that Jesus loves you from a child singing those songs, but when you really get an understanding and a deeper revelation of how deep the love of Christ is, like it's the same truth, but it just goes deeper. But, you know, be it end time stuff or, you know, different uh, prophetic things or all, all kinds of different things. We're always looking for this like, I've never heard that before. And honestly, if we've done a good job reading our Bibles and things like that, when we come across things that we've never heard before, we actually should be like, hmm, that's maybe cause for concern if I've never heard this. So um, yeah, I just think that's right there. Uh, Jesus is the same and don't be attracted by all these strange new ideas. I feel like that's actually something we could point out through God's whole story, something that seems to be pretty present in these New Testament letters. Um, There seems to be a deep concern for people adding things to the gospel. It seems to be, it's not always written exactly the same way, but it's an idea that is showing up in a lot of these letters that we're covering. Lots of false teaching, warnings. It's like, hey, anytime somebody's connecting something else to the death and resurrection Mm. of Jesus we should be a little bit concerned. And I, I think a really good litmus test for that, because I've, I've bumped into I've bumped into several people like along the way. Um, there's a lot of people that want to teach you new and exciting things. And with, with it the- It sells more books. It's, yeah. It gets more downloads, like, of course. Well, with the culture that we live in now, like information is so available. Um, and it's all presented on a baseline, like everything is, accept- uh, everything is available, acceptable, Everything is just as valuable as everything else. So there's there's not really like a delineation of like, hey, here, this has been vetted. This hasn't. That's not really a thing anymore. So something that's interesting to me is like if you're diving super deep into a new podcast or a new YouTube channel or a new like whatever it is, and you're not reading your Bible on a consistent basis, you're pretty open to start mm. believing some pretty strange things. Um, and I know that that sometimes it seems like reading the Bible is kind of boring um, or it's like tough to make time for that. I think it would be fair to ask yourself, why is it that I'm super into this new thing that I'm finding and not super into God's hmm. word that has stood the test of time for thousands of years? Um, th- there should be cause for concern yeah. in your mind. 
And I mean, if we really think about it, like if someone is coming up with something brand new that nobody else in all of church it's history a little weird. has come up with, it's yeah. like, I mean, that that's just not normal. Let, let's not <laughs> like be somebody eager. Somebody should have come up with this. Yeah. Let's not be eager to throw out thousands of years of scholarship. Yeah. Um, because tradition is actually something we can stand on pretty firmly, knowing that things have been tested and tried and that there is kind of this idea of faith that stands. Um, let's not be eager to run away from that. Well, then we also jump into First Peter, uh, getting a little taste of Peter's writings now. And Peter definitely has a different writing style. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah, I think it fits his personality in some ways. It's, yeah. He's very expressive, uh, especially when we get to like Second Peter, it gets even more that's, expressive. That's but. actually the thing that sticks out to me most is like, this is, it's exciting to hear from Peter. Mm. Like, how much have we heard about Peter? Now we're going to be hearing directly from Peter. So it's kind of cool to see his perspective on things. And we know the journey he's been on. Yep. Um, he's super influential in the early church, uh, but he has a super humble beginning. He has not always walked out his faith exactly yep. well. And so it's, it's neat to hear from his perspective, I think. And I mean, there's a couple of themes that kind of jump out in the book of First Peter. I mean, we've got a theme of holiness for sure, mm -hmm. um, which Peter would... He would be familiar with messing up, putting mm -hmm. his foot in his mouth, doing things like that. So he he definitely understands holiness. But then at the same time, there's a theme of suffering, a theme of testing and trial. And that's one of the things that is really impressive to me about Peter. Because here we have a guy who, for a period of his life, he did everything he could to avoid suffering. Um, you know, he was the first guy to figure out that Jesus was the Messiah. And then Jesus says, I'm going to suffer and die. And he Peter rebukes Jesus for that. Yeah, uh, We see Peter being the one to deny Christ at the threat of suffering and harm. Uh, of course, Peter's then restored. But we, we've got this guy that uh, isn't super excited to face suffering. And then we see him in Acts. He does start facing some different suffering. And now he's saying it is an honor. It is a joy to suffer for Christ. And it's just it's kind of cool to see Peter's journey on this. Uh, he definitely learned some things through the different experiences. So we've got a lot of that kind of thing going on uh, in this book. What jumps out at you? I already said what jumped out at me. I think actually like there's not much more from today that I'm like, oh, I definitely want to talk about that. Um, I mean, we get we get a couple more days of Peter. And I appreciate the direct nature of Peter. Um, there, There is, it's, it's really obvious that uh, early on in the church, holiness was very important. The, the literal decisions you made about your life were very important. I think we see Peter talking about that quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just one more voice in how we walk out our faith. And it's a, it's just as valuable today as it was when he wrote it, I think. And I th think when we talk about holiness, one of the important things to remember is holiness or kind of a theological word for this is sanctification. Yeah. Um, this is a process. Mm -hmm. It's it's one of those amazing things that like in certain parts, uh, the believers are called holy, like you are holy. It's it's already been done. But at the same time, when you say, well, what does that mean to be holy? You're in the process of becoming like Jesus. You're on this journey. So holiness is this continual journey. Because uh, sometimes we can look at like the words here that are quoted, like be holy as I am holy. And mm -hmm. you can go, well, pfft not doing so good at that. Cause it's just like, that's a perfect, it's like perfection. 
It's also but a pretty direct command. Are we on that journey? Are yeah. we becoming more like Christ? And I think uh, right in the definition of what this is, we're reminded that this is not just a one-time event, but it's a continual process. It is pretty tough to read that line and have the takeaway be like, well, you know, God doesn't care that much about the choices you're making. He cares about your faith in Jesus. It's like, well, I don't think Peter would say the same thing. I think Peter would say, hey, your choices matter, mm-hmm. and we need to be on the right track. And actually, the writer of Hebrews, we just wrapped up Hebrews, it seems like they would be even more direct. Yeah. Like, hey, you better stay on track, or this is going to be a serious problem for you and your relationship with God. So um, I think those are really important things to hold in tension. Like, yes, we want to have faith in Jesus. Yes, we're not always going to be perfect, but actually we need to pursue holiness. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good stuff. Yeah. All right. We'll be back again tomorrow with some more of Peter's writings. We'll see you then. Bye. Hebrews 13, starting in verse 1. Keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers, for some who have done this have entertained angels without revealing it. Remember those in prison, as if you were there yourself. Remember also those being mistreated, as if you felt their pain in, in your own bodies. Give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and follow the example of their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, so do not be attracted by strange new ideas. Your strength comes from God's grace, not from rules about food which don't help those who follow them. We have an altar from which the priests in the tabernacle have no right to eat. Under the old system, the high priest brought the blood of animals into the holy place as a sacrifice for sin, and the bodies of animals were burned outside the camp. So also Jesus suffered and died outside the city gates to make his people holy by means of his own blood. So let us go out to him, outside the camp, and bear the disgrace he bore. For this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home not yet come. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. And don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls and they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. That would certainly not be for your benefit. Pray for us, for our conscience is clear and we want to live honorably in everything we do. And especially pray that I will be able to come back to you soon. Now may the God of peace, who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood, may he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you, through the power of Jesus Christ, every good thing that is pleasing to him. All glory to him forever and ever. Amen. I urge you, dear brothers and sisters, to pay attention to what I have written in this brief exhortation. I want you to know that our brother Timothy has been released from jail. If he comes here soon, I will bring him with me to see you. Greet all your leaders and all the believers there. The believers from Italy send you their greetings. May God's grace be with you all. 1 Peter chapter 1. This letter is from Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. I am writing to God's chosen people who are living as foreigners in the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. God the Father knew you and chose you long ago, and his Spirit has made you holy. As a result, you have obeyed him and have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. 
May God give you more and more grace and peace. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again, because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation, and we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. You love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. This salvation was something even the prophets wanted to know more about when they prophesied about this gracious salvation prepared for you. They wondered what what time or situation the Spirit of Christ within them was talking about when he told them in advance about Christ's sufferings and his great glory afterwards. They were told that their messages were not for themselves, but for you. And now this good news has been announced to you by those who preached in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. It is also wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching these things happen. So prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then. But now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scripture says, you must be holy because I am holy. And remember that the the heavenly father to whom you pray has no favorites. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. So you must live in reverent fear of him during your time here as temporary residence. For you know that God's paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver, which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb of God. God chose him as your ransom long before the world began. But now in these days, he has been revealed for your sake. Though, Through Christ, you have come to trust in God, and you have placed your faith and hope in God because he raised Christ from the dead and gave him great glory. You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth, so now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all your heart. For you have been born again, not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. As scripture says, people are like grass. Their beauty is like the flower in the field. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And that word is the good news that was preached to you. So get rid of all evil behavior. Be done with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, and unkind speech. Like new more babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, You can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. 
You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.